Now, let's talk about state of our state. And this is a segment we've been doing Mondays at 11.30 this year. Today, we're looking at the South Australian Agri Futures Rural Women's Award and meet the five finalists. And uh, they are Lindsay Jackson from Moonta, who's utilising agricultural tech, ag tech, to create digital smart apps for farms. Ali Paulette, who is from Clare, runs the Bush Divine Garden, located at a family business, Paulette Wines. Bridget Johns, who is from Alford on the York Peninsula, running a course to help women declutter their lives. Emily Riggs from Borough, who champions merino wool with her fashion brand, Iris and Wool. And Kerry Cliff, who uh, is now in Kimber. Kerry, working to bridge the gap and upskill people in rural areas. We will meet them all. But in the studio with me to start with, I think the others are on the phone, but Lindsay Jackson from uh, Moonta with AgTech. Lindsay, good morning to you. Thank you for coming in. Thank you for having me. Tell me about AgTech. What are you doing? Uh, so I'm primarily based in viticulture, but mm-hmm. anything in a fixed row crop. Um, and so what we're looking at is mapping, but there's a range of great technologies that are coming on board for farmers. It's making technology cheap, things like satellites, imagery, mm. robotics, automation. Um, it's a pretty exciting time. Okay. So basically in terms of now, it can be really specific, can't it, in terms down to the metre? Yeah, absolutely. With phones uh, and GPS, we're actually getting down to the centimetre. Really? So really right down to the plant, right down to um, AI is looking at um, features of the plant. So we can get down to looking at buds, at bud burst, at fruits, uh, all sorts of really cool stuff. Okay. So uh, how did you get involved with ag tech? Because it's a whole new mindset, isn't it, when you first would have started looking at this? Yeah, absolutely. I've been involved in tech for 15 years, but I grew up in the region. So I have a strong regional development background um, and fell into ag tech about four years ago Um, and there's so many great applications in technology generally like in other sectors that we just haven't seen applied to ag tech yet right so it's a really exciting time to fast track ag tech and bring in things uh, that are coming available cheaply um, and um, you know that are available from other sectors and and help farmers okay a smart map for a farm now you'd think a farmer would know every inch of his property wouldn't yeah, well, it's not about or the she? farmer. It's about who they need to come on to do stuff right. on the farm. Okay. Um, so we start in viticulture. It is really common for people to come in. They harvest in viticulture and they'll skip a couple of rows um, or they might come in and spray and then they skip a row uh-huh. for pesticides, uh, those sorts of things. So when you're actually out in the field, it gets really difficult to tell exactly where you are. Right. Um, and that was the inspiration for the tech that we've been building, but also the move to the need for mapping and having accurate maps for for viticulture. Is it as challenging as it sounds? It is challenging. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're talking about elements. So you're talking about tractors and people. Um, you're talking about farmers that, um, I, I really think that farmers are technical. Uh, it's just that they see a lot. Um, and it's hard to get your head across everything. Um, and there's a bit of a gap between developers who are building ideas and applications for yeah. growers and then actual growers that have real problems that they're looking to solve. Right. Um, and you know, the plants still keep 
keep blooming uh, and everything still keeps growing. So anything that you do for ag tech has to support farmers for where they're at and what they need at the time. Okay. Well, you're a woman living and working in regional SA. What difference would the Rural Women's Award, what difference does it make, even just becoming a finalist? It's a great way to just boost my profile. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I think that particularly growing up in the regions, you just I just didn't see anyone that was working in tech, particularly any women working in tech. Um, and it's such a great industry. I mean, I've been working at home for 15 years. We've now seen with COVID that if we've got great internet connection and a desk space, we can be working from anywhere. Yeah. And there's a real opportunity for revitalization of regions. Um, we don't just need tech in ag tech. We need more tech in health, the care sector, the service sector. So anything that I can do to raise the profile of tech, get young people, young women thinking about working in mm. technology in the regions um, is something that I'm really excited Decided to get behind. And ag tech, presumably, eventually you'll be able to roll this out around Australia, around the world even. Yeah, look, it's really around the world. And I think that's our big opportunity mm. for Australia. Um, it's a great test bed to get the technology um, and to, to make it work. But our opportunity here is to be able to export that across the world. Yeah. Um, as the climate changes and as conditions get harder to grow in or more variable, um, we're feeding more people. We really need developing nations to have the technology um, that's coming online, like smartphone technology, everyone could have a smartphone and be, yeah. be using that. So we could send that tech from Australia to the rest of the world. Amazing. All right. Now, you're in the studio, so feel free to jump in with any of the other finalists that uh, are on the line, starting with Ali Paulette, who is Managing Director at Paulette Wines. Ali, good morning. Good morning. How are you? All right. Congrats on your nomination. So, Thank you, Matthew. You're Thank from Clare with the Bush Divine Garden. What is mm-hmm. that? How did it come to be? Uh, well, it, yeah, it started a, a little while ago. So that simple ethos of for us to succeed, the whole of Clare needs to succeed and um, and then going on to for the state needing to succeed. So trying to create something that will help bring people into the region and something that nobody else is doing. Mm. Um, then it goes down to I love wine. We had that covered with the winery, but I love food <laughs> and I love our destination story and creating experiences and memorable moments and sort of had a vision of what I could create, a beautiful space. Um, so in 2010, we planted it. Um, lots of consulting and planning and sourcing from all around Australia. We actually planted 1,200 plants over a couple of acres. Um, so the intention was to not only create a unique and lovely Australian native bush food garden and, and sensory walking path, but supply our future restaurant, which was my next vision, okay. uh, which actually opened in 2015. Um, so the garden was actually the first like, public Indigenous bush food garden and served as an inspiration for many more like it um, that came afterwards. So visitors came from everywhere to see what we'd produced and um, how we turned the garden into an immersive experience using educational signage and eventually expanding it to showcase the ingredients in our restaurant. So... Um, yeah, it sort of came came out of a need um, and an inspiration, and yeah, fantastic. So, what's next mm. for it? Um, can you can you <clears throat> go into exporting some of the produce? Is it that big, or or uh, is it going to stay local? What's it going to do for your community? Um, so, the actual products themselves, no, but the educational piece around it. So, um, what we'd love to do next? So, we we already um, sort of expanded it. Um, with people's hunger and desire. So they wanted to learn more about First Nations food, which um, back in 2010, there wasn't a lot around at that stage. Um, so we created a booklet and, um, about it and all of their use of and, um, and the informative signage through the garden. And we also do school tours through the garden mm. um, to the point that our chefs actually even got into schools and taught schools okay. about um, incorporating Indigenous First Nations foods with 
through that they've grown that they've then turned into canapes for school fundraisers. Right. So what we really want to do next is um, bring it alive and reach a broader audience through collaborating with our First Nations people, which we've started creating some beautiful videography and interactive collateral that can take the garden into the classroom and mm. dining room or event anywhere around the world. Mm. So um, the produce, um, we planted it thinking that we were going to get lots of produce of it, but um, Australian native plants don't seem to produce a lot because um, they, they don't have a lot of water. So we do have to source a lot of products in, but it's a really good space to see. You can smell, taste, touch ingredients in the garden. Yeah. Um, and so we can package up that experience and that story with the videography and some ingredients to supplement that um, and take it out into the classrooms and take it out to dinner parties and events all around the world. Okay. So, the, you know, the concept of buy a box of wine and a dinner party in a box where you've got some wine. Our head chef already does um, interactive degustations where we have him filmed in the kitchen um, creating the food and, and then the winemaker talking about the wine. Um, and we want to bring the garden into that as well. So you can sit down at your dinner party and you can see where your food's come from, how it's sourced, how it's prepared. Yeah. Um, obviously, we'd send out spice mixes and ingredients, recipes, that sort of thing for people. Um, and those, those dry ingredients can be exported all around the world um, okay. with wine that we're already selling. So it is a, something that we want to take. And we've got friends in Italy that um, really want us to take it into their home neck, into their schools, because it's such an interesting thing for Australia. We've got the oldest community um, in the world. Um, so to be able to take that and and show them a bit of history and a bit of peace with a you know a bit of food, um, yeah. some dried ingredients, and take that to them um, would be amazing. Yeah, it is amazing. What would you do if you won the Rural Women's Award for SA, Ali? Um, What's so it what mean? we need to do is, mm. uh, well, the first thing is it's, it's going to create such a great asset for um, for our local community. So um, it's getting the videography and upgrading all of the signage. We want to actually um, expand the garden as well so we want to make it more accessible and we want to do some more picnic spaces in there and actually have a fire pit so we can do some cooking in the garden at yep. the moment my chef talks to all of the school kids up on the deck up here mm. um but to be able to do stuff down in the garden and make it a beautiful space for people to come and visit um and enjoy that space so it's a videography and it's creating that interactive collateral that um can take the garden into the classroom um, and then help educate and inspire other young people to get into the food industry, for one, would be yeah. fantastic, and, fantastic and all the wine industry and inspiring these, these young humans to be better people. Indeed. Ali, really appreciate your time. Best wishes in the uh, the award, and uh, hopefully you, you get there along with everyone else. Yeah, thank you very thank much. You. Thank Ali you. Ali Paulette from uh, Paulette Wines and the Bush Divine Garden up in Clare. Let's have a chat with Bridget Johns from Alfred in the York Peninsula, of course, running a course to help women declutter their lives. Bridget, good morning. Hello, thanks for having me. And uh, I've got, uh, of course, uh, Lindsay here, and you know Lindsay, and she's in the studio with me. Uh, decluttering lives, if my wife hears about this, I'd be first to go, but uh, <laughs> tell us about the work you're doing. Yeah, so I'm an organisation expert and I help women reduce their mental load and find more time by decluttering their physical spaces, reducing the unnecessary commitments in their calendar and decluttering their minds so they can spend more time collecting moments and less things. Okay, what difference does that make to, to rural women? I'm sure just like everywhere else, people are uh, busy lives, uh, being in the, a regional area wouldn't be any different to being in the metro area from that perspective. 
There are definitely elements that everyone has of the mental load. So the mental load is the the thinking, that invisible labour that it takes to do things. And it is actually exaggerated for rural women. If you think of the geographic isolation that many have, we have extra travel time, Mm. um, bus routes and our boarding commitments for a Saturday can start at 6am and finish at 6pm. So when we can help women to really stop focus notice and see what the mental load they are carrying and then how other family members in their home can take it on board, including partners and kids and how we can use technology to support us to do thinking in more of a batched setting early on in the week so we have got less of that mental load throughout the week. We can all spend more time doing the things we love and um, having moments with our loved ones and I really love supporting all women to do this. So at the moment by being on a farm here on the York Peninsula, I have the power of the internet that I can connect with women on remote stations or metropolitan area and also people over in Ireland. So it is uh, being based on a farm is no longer a barrier to having a business that can support women worldwide. It's sort of the technological answer to how the CWA began all those years ago, isn't it? It was women in isolation coming together and uh, and, and forming a club in, in Borough from memory and away they went. Yeah, definitely. And I think sometimes we just keep doing and doing and doing and be on a hamster wheel of life and think we need to hold all this mental load. But I hope to raise awareness of what the mental load is and some simple strategies that people can work on to ease that mental load and enjoy their life a bit more. Okay. As as a woman living and working in a regional part of SA, what's the importance of a platform like the Rural Women's Award? How are you using it? I think it's an amazing platform to showcase the broad variety of the things you're doing. And as you see from the five of us that you'll talk to, we're all doing amazing different things. And I'm just so excited to to hear more about what Lindsay, Ali, Emily and Kerry are doing as well. And there's so many different connections we can make as five of us. But if more people across um, South Australia and Australia hearing from these wonderful finalists around um, all of Australia, we can see the so many opportunities and distance and being based rurally is no barrier to growing your career and building a business from a farm uh, on a cropping uh, and sheep property here that I'm doing on the York Peninsula. So it empowers our next generation of women and everyone that Rural isolation is no longer a barrier and we can build our own version of a decluttered life and live the life we want. Indeed. All right, Bridget, thank you for your time this morning and uh, best of luck with you moving forward too. We will take a very quick break and on the other side we'll meet Emily Riggs who uh, is championing, 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 that's better, Merino Wool with her fashion brand Iris and Wool and Kerry Cliff from uh, Kimber who uh, is also working to bridge the gap and upskill people in rural areas, all very worthwhile uh, finalists in the Rural Women's Awards that, uh, I'm not sure when it's announced, May, in fact, here we are, May, early May, and then uh, one of these women will represent SA in the National Awards in Canberra in September. Back after this. Join Jade Robert in the studio every afternoon with 5AA's live video stream. Thanks to Foodland. With more stores close to home and everyday low prices, great food lives at Foodland. The mighty South Aussies. G'day, what you looking at? Shh. Quiet. Oh, what you looking at? Oh, well, isn't it obvious? It's remarkable. The detail and finish of Michelangelo with the raw beauty of Monet. I've never seen anything like it. I have. I've got one at home, driving it every day. <gasps> what? 
What do you mean? That's ridiculous. It's an exposed aggregate driveway. Beautiful. All right, who's the artist? Adelaide Exposed Concrete. Best on ground or year-round. The Hospital Research Foundation Home Lottery is giving 10 lucky winners $100,000 each just for getting tickets early. Get your tickets by midnight Friday and you could win big in our 100K payday. Plus, your tickets stay in the draw for the $3.5 million grand prize. With over 50% of tickets already sold, get yours today. To see full lottery details and get your tickets, visit homelottery.com.au. License one four three double one. Did you know that roughly 2.5 billion people watched Princess Diana's funeral worldwide on TV? At Simplicity Funerals, we like to keep funerals more simple, less stressful and affordable. Simplicityfunerals.com.au Thanks to Apia, you could win one of 10 Value What Matters $5,000 gift cards. To enter, just purchase an eligible new Apia comprehensive car or home insurance policy. That's Apia Value. Call today on 13 50 50 or go online. Apia is an authorised representative of AAI Limited, the product issuer. Read the PDS before buying insurance. TMD available. Call for a copy. Competition ends 31st of March 2023. Full TNCs at apia.com.au slash win. SA permit number T22 slash 1718. You don't have to jump on a plane to find pals from around the world or even leave the airport. Parafield Airport Liquor Store has thousands of pals in a huge old airport hangar. So maybe their pals are whiskies from Scotland Ireland and Japan, but that's just some of their pals. With over 300 craft beers, 500 whiskies, and over 2,000 wines, new pals from around the world are closer than you think. Parafield Airport Liquor Store. Pals, next to Roulette's Tavern, Kings Road, Parafield. Get a read on fuel spikes, gourmet delights, and the best coastal hikes. Get a read on today with the advertiser and subscribe for less than you think. Hurry, search the advertiser offer today. Ray White, big name in real estate, but also the biggest name in business broking. What makes us big? Our people, like Brett Buckley and his team. MBA, lecturer, and multi-time SA Business Broker of the Year. Brett doesn't just read a P&L, he feels it. If you're selling or expanding your business, Brett can take your business apart and find you more money. And we're not talking small change. Go on, touch base with Brett. Search Ray White Business Sales SA. Matthew Pantelis on 5AA Mornings. State of the state is uh, what we're talking about at the moment and today particularly the South Australian Agri Futures Rural Women's Award. Five finalists in the studio with me, one of them, Lindsay Jackson. We've had a chat with Lindsay. Let's go to Emily Riggs at Borough, championing Merino Wool with fashion brand Iris and Wool. Emily, good morning. Good morning, Matthew. How are you going? All right, thank you. How did you launch the fashion brand from a small town in, in regional SA? Yeah, good question. Um, so I was, I had a newborn baby and, um, I'm married to a merino sheep producer. Um, and I don't really, I didn't work hands on, on the farm. So I thought, how can I, I, well, I fell in love with merino wool and, um, I thought, how can I help, uh, the wool producers out there and my husband, who's a fifth generation wool Oh, there's my daughter in the background. Sorry, <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> um, and I thought, how how can I do something to contribute to the industry? All right. Okay. What, and, 
Yeah. What challenges do you face working and living in, in rural and um, a rural area like Burra? Oh, actually quite lucky nowadays when we've got all the, I can do everything from home, mm. um, got the internet obviously and I'm online and, uh, but probably the main thing is the additional cost for like the travel, the postage, the freight. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, in comparison to the, counterpart yeah so so getting getting iris and wool up obviously you know you've got to develop the products too don't you clearly yes so i um design everything yeah. i've got it at the merino um, wool fashion brand and this year i've actually um been able to use some of our wool in my collection my autumn winter 23 collection so oh. that's an exciting milestone Fantastic. Traceable. Yeah. yeah. All right. How do you believe being involved in the Rural Women's Award will support the mission? Oh, it'll just be a huge opportunity for me and and the wool industry to mm. have a um a light shine shine on both of us and um it'll just be a wonderful opportunity for the wool producers of Australia to be seen and for customers to know the provenance of their garments and feel connected to what they're wearing and um, see where that product has actually come from. Yeah, absolutely. And local as well to boot, which is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. Emily, all the best to you too. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for your time. Emily Riggs from Burra, who uh, is behind Iris and Wool, Merino wool brand. Fantastic. Kerry Cliff uh, is uh, on the Air Peninsula up in... Kimber, long-time resident and working to bridge the gap and upskill people in rural areas. Hello, Kerry. Hi, how are you, Matthew? All, all right, thank you. So tell us a little bit about yourself, the opportunities that you're creating for people in regional and rural areas. Well, as a farm business owner, I was struggling to keep up with the admin and compliance of our expanding farm and also looking for a way to set the office up for our son to take over in the next few years. Hmm. Uh, in a drought, I co-founded their business with just over three years ago with my good friend and, and corporate partner, Kath, and we had a vision to create jobs for rural Aussie women in the virtual admin space that didn't previously exist, but at the same time offering professional business support um, to all size businesses. Now, that was a bit of a daunting concept for me, um, but it was made possible with my networks and Kath's expertise, and then into COVID everyone is now more comfortable doing work and business virtually. Um, so that has, has been uh, a little bit beneficial to our business. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately, a lot of those virtual jobs are going offshore and our our passion is, is uh, you know, sustainable rural communities. So, yeah, it, it's where our heart is. Right, okay. So the people that are, uh, are you approaching people to come and take advantage of the service? Are they approaching you? Uh, so through the last couple of years, we've, we've certainly, we were initially overwhelmed with um, just the, the number of local women in mm. Kimber who were interested in what we were proposing. Um, we've had over the last three years about 16 people on our books um, some have moved on to bigger and better jobs as a, a direct result of working with us. But it's the upskilling um, and u- utilising remote learning and, and um, coordinating things as well as attracting clients. Yeah. Uh, obviously, for us to employ people, we have to have clients. So, um, you know, where I'm headed is, is on a broader scale than that. 
And um, definitely after two years of employing women, we've proven that we've given them confidence and given them certificates in Certificate 3 in Business Administration. Um, but we're also giving young people a, a new pathway. Um, we've got three school-based trainees as well. So mm. that's a, a fair bit of impact for a very small startup business in a country yeah. town. Yeah, amazing. Kerry, all the best to you too in what you're doing up there and uh, sounds like tremendous work. Thank you for your time. That's okay. Thank you. Kerry Cliff, uh, co-founder of uh, the Air Business uh, proposal and uh, Kerry is one of the five women we've spoken to today along with Emily Riggs, Bridget Johns, uh, Ali Paulette and uh, in the studio with me Lindsay Jackson. All our finalists in the PERSA, the Department of Primary Industry and Region uh, Award, the Rural Women's uh, Award which uh, comes with a $15,000 grant, Lindsay. Good luck to you too. Thank you so much. It is fantastic. State of our state is what we've been talking about. That is it for me. Well done to uh, Pam at Belair. Picked up the double to go along to see Whitney at Gluttony during the uh, fringe season. Enjoy. Nine news coming up on 5AA after this break. Thank you, Josh. Thank you, everyone. See you tomorrow.